Wait a minute, I hear something. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Dr. Movie. Another show from the cab of a car. Driving down the road. Uh, the best way to talk about movies. Uh, wanted to uh, jump back in here and start doing uh, some movies that I just grew up watching a ton. Um, man, this one here, 1982, They Call Me Bruce. Um... I tell you, I was a little hesitant of revisiting this one because I remember loving it as a kid, and I remembered some of the jokes, and I thought, this is probably not going to hold up. To my surprise, I might even like it more now than I did growing up, or when I saw it as a kid. Um, there's, I guess, a lot of stuff that I missed about it before, because it was all based on the humor of him being confused as you know, like Bruce Lee, but, uh, I don't know, man, this is a, this was a fun revisit, so, yeah, they call me Bruce from 1982, it says it's a comedy action movie, uh, it was directed by, whoop, where'd we go, well, it's not cooperating, here we go, directed by Elliot Hong, which I don't know anything else really that uh, he was in. But, um, not in, but directed. Uh, this was, uh, he did the sequel, They Still Call Me Bruce. So, uh, I don't remember as much about that one. I, maybe I need to revisit it too, just because, right? Because if this one surprised me, maybe it will too. But yeah, man, uh, this thing was on HBO nonstop back in the day. Uh, here's a synopsis as a goofy Korean who finds his his life hopelessly complicated with the people continually confusing him with Bruce Lee is tasked by mobsters to bring some bags of flour across the country. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this whole movie is a weird setup of trying to put this guy in a situation, right? Let's see. Do we have a why to watch on this? That would be, here we go, why to watch. Good story, ridiculously fun, and, and no political correctness, just tons of laugh. That's true. I mean, you, you'd get in trouble if you made this today, which is half the movies from the time. Going to this blindly, I was entertained. The pacing was good. Uh, the highlight is the comedy, of course, right? Well, yeah. Says, uh, cheap but funny. We get a huge laugh. Uh, out of this as kids and watching it as an adult it said watching it as an adult wasn't as fun I don't know I thought it was um, just how <laughs> how ridiculous some of the things are I think still makes it fun on a different level than when I was a kid uh, it never crossed my mind that you know an Italian uh, mobster henchman who's actually just the cab driver or the limo driver and this Korean guy go into a cowboy bar 
and uh, they're being followed by like FBI agents, CIA, whichever they are, because they're trying to crack down on the mob. But the mob has this one lady that's a real good martial artist, and so does this CIA group. And the fact that they're going to get in this big, big fight, and then you know the lady just turns into a ninja and starts whipping a bunch of cowboys. How can you not find that entertaining, right? Because it's just it's ridiculous. But uh, there you go. There's the reasons to watch. As far as a cast, I don't I don't think there's a lot to talk about here. We got Johnny Yoon, who plays you know, Bruce, or, you know, whatever you want to call him. We do have Pam Harrington in this. What has Pam Harrington been in this? Let's see. Um, dang, the sun just came out and blinded me here. Uh, she was in, oh, she was in Force 5. Um, another great kind of martial arts flick uh, from this time. I need to do that movie. That's another one that I watched a whole bunch. I knew she was familiar looking, just couldn't place it, right? Uh, Margot Heron Hemingway's in this, so there you go. Uh, and then you got a bunch of familiar faces. Um, let's see. Sorry, folks, my, my screen's messing up here. I can't see anything. Um, man. This is really hard to see. Uh, Who am I wanting to talk about? Uh, Bill Bill Kirkenbier is in this, right? I love Bill Kirkenbier. Uh, comedian from that time period. Was uh, on a TV show that I absolutely love. That I don't know a handful of people that know this show. But it was called Fernwood Tonight with Martin Mole. And... Uh, uh, Bill played a character called Tony Rolletti, who is a local lounge singer. It, you know, the whole show is based on a little small town, and this is a you know local TV show, just talking about you know the things happening there, and, it, and it's all ad lib. There's there's hardly anything that is really scripted in this show, and that's what makes it amazing. And you had some, you know, Jim Varney. All these people would come on there, and that's that's where they kind of cut their teeth was on this show. But uh, Tony Rolletti is will always be one of my favorite characters of any kind of TV show, and that's Bill Kirkenbier. He plays a guy on here who's going to be a hitman that's supposed to take Bruce out, and he starts discussing all these different ways of how to how to kill the Chinaman, right? And it's just it's ridiculous. But he's just he's the perfect person for that role. Uh, like I said, you're going to see a, a bunch of people that you've seen in movies. Go, oh yeah, I know that guy. He always plays an Italian mobster. And that's what you're getting here. It's 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 all those roles. And uh, but as far as the movie, you know, our main character, whose name is not really Bruce, but everybody calls him Bruce. That's how we get the name of the show. He ends up uh, working for the mob, and uh, the fact that they've got Bruce as their as their cook for, for an Italian mob is ridiculous enough, right? Um, but apparently he, you know, makes his, his own noodles and he uses the special flour. Well, they decide they want to use Bruce to start transporting 
heroin in these packages of flour to another seller, you know, to, you know, take care of the business. So that's where the whole entrapment thing kind of happens in Bruce's, this character. But, uh, you get a lot of adventures with Bruce where he decides he wants to try to go and become a martial arts guy. He goes to a martial arts school and fails miserably. Uh, pulls out a, you know, he sees a guy that pulls out a pair of nunchucks and he's flipping them around and he grabs a hold of it and breaks a vase that's up on a shelf. And I mean, the, <laughs> the teacher is just going insane. Wanting, wanting him to just get out, get out, keep those, get out of here. So he starts carrying them around everywhere because it makes him feel, you know, like he's a little more legit of a fighter. And uh, he ends up going to a, a little convenience store that's getting held up. And he pulls out the nunchucks and knocks the gun out of the bad guy's hand. And he's swinging around because he don't know how to use them. And he ends up knocking the guy out and ends up knocking himself out. <laughs> he falls to the ground. Then the cops show up and they go to arrest Bruce, he's like, no, 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 that's not the bad guy. He's the bad guy. And he starts, you know, pumping up, you know, how he came in here just like Bruce Lee. And he's, he had all these kung fu moves. I mean, he's really building up what happened, which is nothing like what happened. And that's what brings attention to Bruce being this person. And uh, from there, the, the adventure ensues. And... Uh, it's just it's just nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. It does flashbacks where he's being raised by his grandfather. Who I mean, it's it's all like references to the the TV show Kung Fu. You know, snatch this pebble out of my hand, and then you'll be ready to be a master. And he goes, Grandfather, there's a big bird over your head. He's like, I'm not foolish enough to fall for that. And then the bird will crap on his head. And when he reacts, he takes the pebble out of his hand. And uh, he teaches in the art of fighting without fighting, which is, you know, Bruce Lee talks about that in Enter the Dragon, but his is a little different because it's all about being quick-witted. Johnny Yoon is really quick with the responses. And I think I picked up on that as a kid, and, and I still think this is an influence on the way I respond to things. So... I'm holding this movie responsible for my actions. <laughs> um, it's just goofy fun. I mean, you're, you're taking a guy that shouldn't be in any of these situations and him finding his way through it, right? And, of course, at the end, you find out that he, he finds out that he's been set up. He thinks that this, this uh, limo driver is, is his friend. But he knew the whole time that if they get caught and we don't make this delivery, then I'm gonna be killed, right? So you got you got several people in the mob that are trying to take over, so there's all this backstabbing stuff going on, and Bruce is in the middle of all of it, and he doesn't even know it. He runs into uh, Pam Huntington again, and she acts like she's interested in him, wants to be his, her, her, wants to be her girlfriend, his girlfriend, gives him a necklace, which actually has a, a microphone in it, so they're recording all of his conversations with all these mobsters. And they end up figuring out a way to to uh, get through this situation. So they make a plan of, you know, a setup for the for these mobsters and uh, winning the day. 
And that's really this movie in a nutshell, but you're really watching it for Johnny Yoon. Johnny Yoon is just great in this movie, you know? And I, I don't know him for anything else. I don't know if I've ever even seen him in anything else. But, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things, again, that you just could not do in movies nowadays just because we were so sensitive about everything. You, you can't make fun of anything. Um, but, I don't know, man. There, there's still a charm to this that is, that is all Johnny Yoon, right? So, uh, I don't know. I, I just grew up a fan of this one. It was on all the time. It's, uh, it's comfort food, right? And I'm really surprised going back and watching it now that I still enjoy it. I figured I wouldn't because I thought it was just going to be these silly one-liners. That's all this movie has to offer. It's actually got some pretty good stuff in it. It's, uh, it's entertaining. So there you go, folks. That's my take on They Call Me Bruce. Let me know your thoughts. Um, if you're a fan of this one, let me know. I didn't, even, I didn't rate this one. Uh, I'll give it a... It's a 3.5 out of 5, right? It's not a masterpiece, but it is. It feels like home, right? It's one of those things. It's not a bad movie. It's not really a good movie. It's just kind of right in there. But for me, it just works. All right, folks. We will check you later.